Hello and welcome everyone to the podcast Untranslatable. Singing here in beautiful Lansing, Michigan. My name is Chad and I'm here with my co-host Jared. Hello. So what's been going on, Jared? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, you know, the, the weekend is interesting when, when, I, when you live by yourself, especially in, a, in like a new city. Okay. Where it's almost, it, you got to keep yourself busy in a, in, a, in, a, in a weird way because I'm a loner, if you didn't know. And so it's, it, it's, it's just a good way to find a lot of dumb hobbies, I guess. Let's put so then what's your, what's your top number one dumb hobby you like to do then? Ooh, so we're not including masturbation. <laughs> I mean, unless you consider that dumb. I mean, that's really true. That that's actually that's serious you. work. There's nothing dumb about that. No, uh, I play a lot of piano. You know, I'm trying to get better, and I've only been playing for like right. two years. Uh, I mountain bike. That's good. Although mm-hmm, recently, definitely. I've been wondering what happens if I injure myself. Do I just uh, then scream in the woods, waiting for someone to help me? I, ideally, either that or. Uh, hobble up on your bike as best you can and just use the, use your uh, brakes till you get down there nice and smooth and you're good to go. And then what happens when uh, I break my leg and I can no longer go to work? I actually, I really do think about that. <laughs> Where it's okay. like, I could break my leg and then how am I going to drive my manual car to work every day? That's true. And how do I explain that, that one to my boss? That's true. I mean, you just gotta you gotta play it up a little bit. Pretend uh, you were doing some crazy jumps off some cliffs, and uh, <laughs> maybe your boss will understand. I don't know. I was gonna say I got hit by a car, but uh, I guess that works too. Whatever, uh, whatever floats your boat. You know, whatever you think your boss is gonna definitely believe. Yeah. What about you, man? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Uh, I was lucky enough to go uh, experience a little up north Michigan. Uh, we were in Harrison, Michigan. I was there with my uh, my lady, and uh, the then on Sunday we uh, went for a nice little kayak ride down the Chippewa River, Mount Pleasant, which was pretty great. Nice. Although uh, tandem kayaking does require more upper body strength than I was prepared for, but uh, now I know where to where to be. I've never tandem or single kayaked. So is tandem harder? Try. Or you just I blame mean, your girlfriend? <laughs> well, actually I would I would say she was uh carrying the team on that one if we're if we're being completely honest. <laughs> um but it's just more mass to get through the water and there were a couple spots where uh So now you're calling her uh heavy. I get it. It's I fine. I mean no, it's I'm the heavy one. <laughs> uh it was definitely the back of the kayak was sinking a lot more than the uh front was. But uh no, it was there were a couple spots there that were really narrow with uh, a couple trees right across the river. So we had to kind of like hump our way over the uh, the river. And I don't mean like her and I together. I mean, <laughs> hump the kayak over. So. <laughs> so, I mean, that was an interesting choice of words. Is there is it easier or harder to roll over when you're double kayaked? And mm, I'd be more worried about a canoe. Okay. I think you're going to flip a canoe way faster than a kayak. Okay. But uh but yeah, and I saw some uh some of those stand up paddle boards which also look like a lot of fun, so maybe maybe something for the future. Yeah. Those do mm-hmm. look like fun. I I'm I'm flabbergasted on how you get on one of those things. Just balance and uh sheer willpower, Jared. That's uh that's all it takes. All right. Well, should we tell people what we're doing here? I mean, this is the first we, episode. We probably should. Yeah. Well, we're, we're just we're talking like excited like we're hanging either. out. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that is kind of what we're doing, but uh, trying to bring some quality uh, cultural uh, travel uh, content to our listeners out there all over the world. Um, yeah, what else would you like to add about our podcast, Jared? I think we should at least talk about our our uh, qualifications to be talking about anything. Okay, that's fair. Go go ahead, you first. Oh, all right. Um, I spent four years in Germany when I was a kid from 2004 to 2008. And then uh, after that, I you know, from living there, actually, I learned German and I kept mm-hmm. it up. And mm-hmm. I then studied abroad with this beautiful face in front of me. That's you. <laughs> Uh, oh. A couple of years after that, and I, ever since then, I mean, ever since I came back from Germany, one of my main goals has been uh, leaving America again and going somewhere else. I remember when I was looking for a new job a couple of years ago, and I tried to apply for a job in England and in Germany, and I had no idea what was happening. The 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 <laughs> application, like, there, I was like, that number does not. We don't have that number, and I. Just quit, but I'm secretly okay. trying to get back all the time. Don't right. tell my employers. No promises. No, I'll keep it quiet. Our listeners as well, uh, if you could keep it <laughs> nice and quiet so uh, we can stay employed, that would be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the uh, other thing, though, too, with applying overseas is you got to have, definitely got to have a connection over there to help you with the process, I think. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah. Speaking of uh, qualifications, though, uh, Jared has definitely spent a significant amount of time abroad. You've also been to, what, Tanzania, right? And a bunch of other countries, France, Italy. Yeah, I, I've, I've hit just about all of the Western European ones. Mm-hmm. I went to Tanzania a couple months ago. I've also been to South Africa and Morocco, if we're talking Africa. Um, okay, nice. And then I, I've been to you know some, of the, some Eastern European countries. But when I mm-hmm. lived there, we really got to see, like, a just go make our way through Western Europe. I've been to most of those. <clears throat> what yeah, about you? A... What, 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 what makes you think you should, you can be here on the untranslatable podcast? Uh, well, number one is uh, definitely my co-host Jared. Um, yeah. It's the first yeah. reason, but the uh, second reason would probably be uh, like you said, I've spent a year abroad in Vienna, Austria. Um, I've also worked a couple summers in Germany. Um, I work as a German teacher and an ESL teacher. For the listeners out there that don't know, ESL stands for English as a Second Language, which is basically teaching English as, a, as, a, as another language to immigrants, foreigners, refugees, migrants, whatever uh, vocabulary word you want to use, um, to help them assimilate into American culture and uh, hopefully help them get a job and live a happy life. Um, but yeah, other than Vienna um, and uh, Germany, I have spent time in, um, well, a couple days in the Czech Republic, which I will also be going to in August, which I'm super stoked about. Um, and then I've gone on smaller trips with uh, family and friends in Canada and uh, that Central count. America. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Okay, no. fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's my experience abroad. Um and uh, I think Jared and I both bring an interesting perspective about um, language and culture, being uh, language learners ourselves. We both speak German. Um, what other languages? You know bits and pieces of other languages, don't you, Jared? Uh, je parle un peu français. That's oh, actually oh, not bien. really true. Uh, okay. But I did. I actually took French way longer than I took German. I took okay. it all through elementary school before I moved to Germany and middle school and all that stuff. Uh-huh. 
And I sucked at it then. I sucked at it when I moved to Germany. I picked up Germany in, uh, excuse me, Germany. I picked up German in months while I was still struggling with French. But every now and again, when someone's talking, I can, I can pick up what they're saying. I, I was in France uh, like a couple years ago, and uh, some of the French people would, would say some French stuff like, I don't even know, like, uh, like what time is it? However you say that in French, mm-hmm. I, don't, I can't even think of it off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. And I would respond in English, just tell them what time it mm-hmm. was. And they got so excited and they would just go to town like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. First of all, uh, this does not mean I can speak French. Second of all, right. uh, I didn't even get the time right. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, that is great. <laughs> I, hope they, I hope they were two minutes late for their subway ride. <laughs> French people are late for everything, by the way. Yeah, that's well, <clears throat> I feel like that's a stereotype for a lot of cultures. Um, Besides the Germans, I was about I to like say, don't you is, dare do that in Germany. Right? <laughs> That's true. Or Austria, although the Austrians seem to me a little bit more relaxed about it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's interesting how different cultures uh, view punctuality and time in general. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Are you a punctual person? Um, I definitely can be if it's something important. So no. <laughs> well, well, I try to be. I mean, I was rarely lit for class unless I was with you um, getting in trouble in Albion right, back yeah, in the day. Put, put it on me. Uh, put it on me. Right, right. Otherwise, class I'm usually on time for. Um, other stuff I don't mind being fashionably late. Nothing wrong with that. I've found myself being later and later as I've gotten old. I used to pride myself on being on time. Okay. And then as I, as I like, I mean, I'm not late for work related stuff, but like social stuff, I started realizing like, I mean, I'll get there. Like, I don't know. Right. I just found myself caring less. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's enough. the beauty of growing up. Could be. Not giving some, a shit. For some, that might be a beauty. I'm not sure if, uh, if everybody considers that. Uh, yeah. Once again. I don't know, though. That's, that's a good point, though. I mean, I definitely don't... Um, I'm not in a rush to get somewhere on time if it's a social event. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm I'm okay if I'm I'm 10, 20, 30 minutes late, you know? I mean, it doesn't really make that big of a difference, I feel like. This might be my so. low self-esteem, but I think some of that is is that I don't think anyone is waiting for me. You know what I mean? Or it's like you guys will be just fine without me. <laughs> right. Although if you showed up 20 minutes late to my shit, I don't know, I'd be well, you a need me. salty, maybe. You that, need well, me. well, that's true. That's different. <laughs> that's true, especially on the soccer field. I mean, that's oh, thank the, you. that's also something I'm not. I don't try to be late for. Is if I'm trying to go kick a soccer ball around, I'm not about to be late for that. Uh-huh. Enjoy every second of it. Well, how nice of you. <clears throat> so, speaking of soccer, what do we want to talk about on this first episode? I don't know. Uh, has there been some important event relating soccer going on recently? I don't know. I saw a Kitty Kickers game going on the other day. It got pretty intense. Okay, nice. <clears throat> meow. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. We meow. Kitty, like like a kitty, like a cat. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, oh. We'll play in words for you. Yeah, good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, dude. The World Cup is going on, and it's great. It's been pretty captivating. Yeah, but we're not gonna talk about that yet. That's true. So, something I've been thinking about, uh, you know, we've been, I was doing research for uh, this World Cup talk, topic that we we're talking about. Okay. And I saw this, this one dude was talking about how he was 
in uh, well, where was the World Cup in two thousand six? This is two thousand six. Was that in Germany? Africa? It was Germany. It was Germany. Yeah, because I right. was there. I was there. Because that was the Weltmeister des Herzens uh, for those non-German speaking um, World Cup of the Heart. Because Germany lost in what the semifinals, right? To France or Italy or Brazil, I think. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember. I just remember how heartbreaking it was for some of my German friends after they had lost when they hosted it. Which, I mean, we're gonna have to face that in 2026 when we host it because I love USA soccer, but I don't know if we're gonna be able to uh, win a World Cup by 2026. Might be a little, a little too soon. We might need another 10 years, 15 years. Oh, uh, that's true. I have actually. Well, we'll get to that. But I have a interesting fact I found out about about. We'll get to it. Um, now Germany lost in the oh the way no hold on oh yeah they lost to Italy in the semifinals yeah two to zero <clears throat> so anyway this guy was talking about uh, how he went to one World Cup and it changed his life oh really and okay. now he travels to everyone he said he got he's uh, he went to the last one in no he start, he went to Brazil he went okay. to South Africa. He's in Russia now, and oh, he's wow. planning on going to, how do you say it, Qatar? Qatar? Qatar, Qatar, I think. That's and um, it, all I thought about is, uh, I mean, I guess it's not expensive. It's every four years, but it got me thinking about buying flights. Uh-huh. That's got to be expensive, <sighs> though, man. I mean. It's an expensive trip, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want to go, you can, you can save in four years. I guess in four years, but you got to be dropping what two to four grand probably a piece every trip, right? I oh, mean, for flights, the flight, hotels, food, yeah. then tickets for the game, right? Oh, tickets for the game alone have to run you at least a grand, right? Uh, no, that seems pricey. Maybe not. I don't know. I I also have never been to the World Cup, so I have no idea how. Uh, pricey it is i would like to think they wouldn't make it too pricey so people can go have you heard of fifa before <laughs> I, I don't i, I they're not all that's, they're concer- concerned about is making money how can that's we make true. this for the people and make everyone happy no it's more like hey how can i get uh uh th- three million dollars for some oligarch to do it in some <laughs> right uh, some country that doesn't even want it Right. Uh, the tickets are anywhere from about five hundred fifty to uh, eleven hundred for the final match, which is n- not terrible. How much is the Super Bowl? Is probably way more than that. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <clears throat> anyway, without a doubt. Uh, just, what I was what I was getting to was uh, mm-hmm. how, booking tickets in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you do it? What, what's your process? Where do you go? Where do I go? Unfortunately, I usually go to. Um, Unfortunately. Ticketmaster, because they always charge. No, 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 no. I'm talking about airplane tickets. Oh, airplane tickets. Yeah. Um, I really like a, I really like a website called Skyscanner. Have you ever heard of it before? Yes, yes, yes. So I usually use Skyscanner. Um, but that's just me. What about you? Uh, I I find myself using Kayak a lot. I don't really know okay. why, because it's not like I have any sort of allegiance to them. But what I do like about Kayak, and I'm sure other other ones do this too, but it's the price mm-hmm. alert. I okay. set that up a couple, like a month or a couple months before I, and I'll, I'll just look at that. It's both the greatest and worst thing. I, I tend to be okay. like a kind of OCD kind of person. 
And okay. so, and yeah. I'm a cheap skate. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, you and me both, buddy. And uh, you so I'm always trying to find the perfect, it's gambling. It's like gambling because these, the fluctuations are crazy. I, I have some of the prices from, uh, I had to buy a ticket to uh, New Orleans coming up. Okay. And I did a price alert and it was 310 350 360 350 Okay. Uh-oh. 339. Ooh, okay, wait. Is it going to go down more the next day? 312. Ooh, ooh, dude, that I I'm sorry. I'd take it probably at that point. Were you more patient though? You were No, more patient, I took it you? I took it around there actually. It? Yeah, it was okay. around there. Okay. I don't remember the exact number, but it's 300 some. Or low 300s. Okay. Next day, 310. Next day. Okay. 230. What? No way. 230? Next day. Oh, no. 400. Oh, four, oh, 420. Wow. 420. Okay. Then, then it's expensive after that. Okay. But I, I do this for most trips. And the worst part is not the... The worst part is seeing the price. that They keep sending them to you after you've already booked your ticket. Right. So it's just this unnecessary game after where I'm looking at it and it says like 400. I'm like, Oh yeah, I beat the system. Right, right. And, then, and then the next day it's like 500. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm better than American airlines. F you guys. And then it's right. like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, Oh shit. I know. Like what if, <laughs> what if they like, or if they have it set up like that? Like really the system's beating you, even though you paid less for it at the same time, like, what if they could initially sell it for 175? You know what I mean? And like they'd still make a little bit of profit off of that, yet you still paid low 300s and you but you think you paid a low price. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I go into all of my ticket buying situations already assuming I'm being ripped off. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's sadly uh, not a bad mentality to have. I mean, I've spent Especially if you, that's the worst though, if you want to travel to Europe, how expensive it can be. If you, if you watch and have alerts like you do, you're smart about it. Um, I don't have alerts set up. I need to, cause I need to buy a ticket uh, to head over to the Czech Republic. I only buy alerts for flights I have to take. Like this one okay. is for my sister's wedding. I went to Chicago a couple weeks ago, right. but I, I want to visit you in the Czech Republic. And what I should do is just have a price alert on right now. Right. And see where it takes me. I need to do that as well. I mean, but that's I know the thing. where it's going to be taking me. But uh... Part of the struggle with the price alert is mm -hmm. not only where will it take me, but I have to then like commit. Once again, I'm a cheapskate. Right. So I'm going to see it, and I'm like, oh, that's a good price. Right. Like, oh, do I want to pay that right now? Or I could wait a couple of weeks to see what happens. Right. Or if you wait a couple of weeks and it's 500 you know, or it's double what you initially could have paid. That's the crappy thing about all those alerts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> trust me i know yeah <clears throat> that's that's true that's true so should we uh start uh with our second segment of our podcast jared yeah yeah so uh here at untranslatable podcast we uh are hoping to uh, be able to give you guys some insight information and entertainment on um, various things around the world cross-culturally um, you know uh, also different things with language and so uh, as we may have mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, both of us are German speakers and uh, we're going to share a couple untranslatable words or phrases with you guys um, 
Well, Let me just say this, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. We are both German speakers, and mm-hmm. our both of our untranslatables are German. But I'm going to try to find some uh, some other ones. Oh, I want I want to switch it up. Absolutely, I already have some um, for some future podcasts up my sleeve, if okay. you will. Sorry, so, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. Oh no, you're good. You are good. Um, <clears> yeah. <throat> so we decided to go with German today, just because these were both phrases that came to our minds as. These would be really weird if we translated them literally in English. So that's kind of the mindset we have uh, uh, had when uh, coming up with some of these words and phrases. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. My phrase is Du gehst mir tierisch auf den Keks, which means you go me animally on the cookie. I mean, that makes perfect sense in my household. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does, Jared. Do you want to you wanna help help the uh, listeners out there out a little bit and try to explain this one, or you want me to take the reins? I, wanna, I don't know what it means, but I want to take a guess. Okay, okay give, give go it, for it. Say it again. Say it again. Du gehst mir tierisch auf den Keks. See, my only thought is something sexual. Ooh, okay. But I, I can't. I don't think that's I w- it. <laughs> I, w- I wish it. I wish it was. Um, but I mean, it, like you, bedroom, but, uh, you go, you go animal style on these cakes. It, well, on these it, cookies. In, oh, cakes isn't cakes cookies. Kuchen, uh, yeah, kuchen. Oh, is right, cake cakes is cake right. That's your what we because like to call your false friend. Yeah. On on Black Twitter, where I spend a lot of my time, cakes, nice. cake, the English cakes, right, is a, is a word for for dead ass. You know what I mean. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you, I, you are, do you want to explain that phrase dead ass real quick? Because I'm not sure all of our listeners, especially dead ass? Out, yeah, the listeners we have well, outside of the United States. Dead ass or dat ass? The one for cakes. Oh, oh uh, never mind. I think never mind. We're good. You said dead ass, not dead ass, right? Yeah, I, I think I need Down to explain year? something to you. No, you're no, you're, no, no, you're, you're good. I was a little confused, but now it all makes sense. Uh, okay, never mind. So yeah, so it does not. It dead does ass. Sexual. Dead ass has a totally different meaning, but I just imagine yes, dead it ass. Does. If it, 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 it would. If it didn't. Anyway, forget it. I don't even want to talk about this. What does your phrase mean? Well, you don't have any other guesses. I never sexual. guessed once, did I? Well, you said it might be something sexual, and that's that's where. Then we started talking about cakes. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it has something to do with making someone angry because animal, you know, like you you do. Uh huh. Okay. Like yeah. you, you, like you're you're infuriating me. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, it's you're you're getting on my nerves. Oh, but nice. Ob- obviously, with the the tierish, which means animally, that definitely adds some intensity to it. You mm-hmm. uh, you go me animally on the cookie, like you. Once you're again, really still sounding sexual. Still sounds. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's st- yeah, it does. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, no. but when I first heard that phrase when I was in Germany, I think I was in Berlin at the time, and I just like whipped my head around. And I was like, "What? Like wh- what? You go it wasn't to you, was cookie? it? Like, no, no, okay. it wasn't. Um, if only, right? Although then maybe I would have thought they were hitting on me, and I would have never left Germany. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's some wishful thinking. It is. Well, you know, you know, I love it. I love it over there. It's a it's a nice country. Tasty food. Good stuff. I love a good untranslatable phrase. It's mm-hmm. it's it's also it's fun even like when you're talking to someone that's not a native English speaker and you just say something right. that you think's normal. And oh, they're absolutely. just like, oh, what? And I'm like, oh, right. 
that makes no sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely. Speaking of making no sense, my untranslatable, which is another German phrase, is alles im, uh, alles in, excuse me, butter. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? Here's the sad thing. So I have heard that phrase before, and I think I know what it means, but I'm not 100% sure. So I am also going to take a stab at it. I'm going to take a guess. That well, let me it, first it, say this. Okay. In English, alles in butter translates oh, directly point. to all is in butter. Yep. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Alles in, alles in butter. Hmm. Yes. Okay. What could it mean? I mean... I think I'm assuming like everything's going smooth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a is good guess. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good guess. Okay. It is that. Uh, it's so I, I I'm on uh, dict.cc, which is my favorite translating site. Mine too. Shout and out. Their uh their translations are hilarious. Mm-hmm. What, what do they say for that? All all done and dusted. Really? Okay. I've never heard anyone dusted. say that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. That's weird. All, everything's done and dusted, huh? But I think they're saying that that's a British thing. And then the, probably, an, another another one that they claim is a British thing. This one's my favorite. Okay. Uh, everything's pucker. All right. I can I'm just imagine just some, using that. Yeah, everything's pucker. Everything's pucker. <laughs> we apologize for our horrendous British accents. Um, pucker up. It's all good. Right. Cheerio, Speak for yourself. Mike. Although uh-huh. every time I try to do a British accent, it slowly just somehow turns into Australian. I don't, I don't know how or why it happens, but it happens every time. I think I used to be better at an English accent. I, when I was lived in Germany, me and my friend Peter Merrick, we did mm-hmm. a, uh, we had to do a some sort of presentation on what was it even about. I don't even remember what the presentation was about. But anyway, what we were doing was we were going back in time. We did a video. Everyone else did like a PowerPoint. And we thought we were heroes or something. And we did a video. We did a video. Nice. And then at, when we when we showed the video nice. in class, we were so embarrassed that we were standing in the hallway. But I'll say this. What? Everyone was oh, cracking was up inside. Video? But see, the, I feel like you had to have gotten an A on that, though, right? For oh, yeah. Well, so the reason I brought this up was because okay. um, what we did was we went back in time to uh-huh. uh, it had something to do with like Spanish Inquisition. Because okay. I remember we were pretending to be Spanish. Spanish I don't even know how you make a video about that, but but, but go what, on. What, what we were doing was we were BBC uh, like documentarians, and oh, so nice. we were like uh, like witnessing as modern day people witnessing what was happening many years ago. We had these awful British accents, like oh my God, awful. Yes. Everything's yes. pucker. <laughs> That's awesome. That is hilarious. That's my new favorite phrase, by the way. Nice. Chill out, man. Everything's pucker. New podcast name? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a whole different show. That, that is very true. That definitely has, I feel like, some sexual undertones on it as well. Come but, back to uh, my uh, late night podcast, Everything's Pucker. <laughs> some smooth jazz in the background. <laughs> nice. Pucker up. Perfect. Yeah, that is, that is just... I don't know. It's always so difficult, though, when you learn another language and you're trying to translate words and phrases in between. And I think I can speak for the both of us when I say we're at the point too, where I know German words and I couldn't tell you the English equivalent anymore. Cause you know, I'll yeah. learn them. I'll learn them when I'm in Germany or Austria. And like, I know how to use them in context. I've used them in speech numerous times. And then somebody's like, Hey, what's that mean in English? And I'm like, uh, 
Let me check on DICT.cc. Go ahead. You kind of feel like a. I don't want to use the word douchebag, but you almost kind of. You almost like, oh, I don't know how to say this in English. It's like, bro, you're American. What do you mean you know this? But I've definitely been there too. Where it's like, I know how to say it in German. Right. But I had no idea. One of the worst things, though, too, is when you're abroad. And you know, maybe it's like a, a, a phrase or a word with, you know, like a, a compound word. So it was two words and now it's one word. And then you know one of the words, but you don't know the other. The whole reason why I'm saying this is I got a short little story. Okay. So, so last, uh, no, not last summer. This would have been, oh man, this must have been, I think, 2015. I was in Koblenz, Germany with my parents. And my mom really likes goulash in Germany um, for our German listeners out there or anybody who's been to Germany. Goulash is Hungarian. Goulash. It is Hungarian, <laughs> but you can get really good goulash in Germany. No, I know. I know. And uh, so my mom wanted goulash. So we went to this like food place and uh, I saw the words Nieren goulash. Do you know what Nieren means? Mm-mm. Okay. No. See, see, I didn't either. And uh, there was a little bit of, uh, as the Germans will say, a little education gap. Bildungslücke, an education gap on the word Nierengulash. So I knew what the word Gulash was. I saw it was the lunch special. So I was like, oh, mom, do you want, you know, you want to try their Nierengulash? Well, we get the Gulash and my mom starts eating it and uh, take a guess what it was. Any, any, any guesses? A liver? Close. It was kidneys. Oh. So People Nieren, eat kidneys? Yeah. So in German, if you ever see Nierengulash, it's um, kidney goulash. Well, who's yeah. kidneys? Uh, some poor, uh, some poor guy in the some, back. Some poor guy. Yep. <laughs> Just yeah, slowly taking his kidneys out. You know, <sighs> I don't know what animal that's from though. That's a good question. But anyway, so yeah, so uh, my mom did not enjoy her lunch and uh, felt like an idiot for a couple of days after that one. Um, yeah. But hey, learned a happens. new word out of it, so you know, could be worse, I guess. That happens. My sister, uh, we used when we lived in Germany, we would go to France. My sister, uh, she's essentially fluent in French. I think not mm-hmm. essentially, she just is. But she would be so hard on herself whenever she didn't know a word or a phrase or something. Mm. And I'm like, Brittany, you're already way ahead of us to begin with. Like, right. I mean, I understand now because I'm kind of hard on myself too. But there really is something to just saying it and let the mistakes happen. Like right. if you're talking to someone that's not a native English speaker, but they speak English, you're not going to like freak out every time they make a mistake. Oh, no, not at all. And that's I what I like. Some some people will, though. Unfortunately, some people are going to pull the. Uh, well, that person needs to go away. English. Yeah. I Who's find doing it ironic. that? It's it's always the monolingual people. Sorry if I'm alienating any of our monolingual. Alienate them. But- <laughs> All right. Well, you, you, you ignorant losers. That's there right. are other you, languages in this world. Exactly. You got to be patient with people. I mean, I'm sure you remember the first time you've been somewhere and you've tried to speak a foreign language to like order some food. Or, oh, yeah. You know, find out where the where the hotel is or, or the tram stop or whatever. And I mean, you just got to be patient with those people. But I feel like it's the people who have never taken the time to travel or learn another language who who they aren't patient with people when they're like struggling to get out the sentences but they can still do it you know what i mean yeah so yeah it's it's just a bummer you should use my uh, this is for all you ignorant piece, pieces of you know what out there i had to edit myself for some reason i, I don't want to go just call the world uh anyway 
my mom, the way she did it was um, say it in English, mm-hmm. in Germany, by the way. Okay. They don't understand. Say it a little bit louder. Still don't understand. Okay. And then Scream just keep, it. No, just keep the, no, you're not. That is exactly what happened on multiple occasions. What? Really? It's, not screaming. Screaming is kind of... Just, but she, just louder and louder. Yeah, and, and I always be like, that's not the problem. <laughs> they hear you <laughs> loud oh, and man. clear. Ugh. That's yeah. That's not. That's not usually the problem, unless they're like holding their ear and they're like, "What? Like, wie bitte? What? Like, what?" Then I feel like maybe you need to speak up. But otherwise, yeah. Do you remember the story? Uh, this was just a couple weeks ago. That douchebag in New York that was yelling at the people to speak English. This oh is yeah, America. The, the lawyer guy. Yeah. How often, I wonder, I mean, I, I don't look up news stories, so this is all just conjecture. How often is that happening, like, when you go abroad? Who's, who's just yelling at you like that? This is, this is France. Who do you think you are? You want to be in this country, in my I country? Know. I don't know, though, man. I feel like in France that might happen. Yeah, that was actually a bad example. I, feel like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, France is a bad example. I feel, I feel like a lot of places, though, Depending, I feel like maybe some of the older generations do expect it a little more. You know what I mean? Like, I right. for sure heard some older people in Germany, like when I was with a group of American students, being like, You're in Germany, you should be speaking German, which I agree with them. But I think. But they're students? Right. But I feel like if you're just talking amongst your friends, you should be able to speak whatever language you want. Doesn't matter if it's a language spoken in the country. But, like, for sure, if you're going to go order food or interact with locals, you should try your best to speak a little bit of the language if you can. For sure. And if you can't, then you better apologize your ass off, in my opinion, because you were too lazy to take the time to learn some basic Mm. words and phrases. Uh, See, now that's going too far. I disagree with that. I mean, people can't go on vacation now. Well, I was then? just in what Tanzania. What what was I supposed to do? Did you not learn any words or phrases like no, please or was, thank you? No, actually I did. See, that's my point. <laughs> thank and you. And every morning point. I would say good morning to the people that were hosting us and stuff. So actually, that's fair. Right, in, in in the language there, how are you yeah, say yeah, good morning? Yeah. Listen, dude, I don't know. This was <laughs> this was a while ago. Okay, fair this enough. was in October. Fair enough. And, and these were some phrases that every morning I'd be like, wait, how do you say uh, good morning again? Right. The nice I, thing with that, though, too, is you'll hear people around you saying it sometimes. You can be, oh, yeah, that's how you say it. And then you yeah, say yeah, it. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, uh, I, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, that from Mean Girls where Lindsay Lohan sits at the table with all the black people. Jumbo. It looks <laughs> 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 <was> like, what? Yeah. Anyway. All right. That was that was untranslatable. That's Let's. Right. Let's talk World Cup. Let's do it. I'm going to say it. This has been a good one. It has been. You know, it. I got to say the thing that's been the most interesting about it is it's just been kind of crazy a little bit. Like there have been a couple teams that came out the woodwork that I wasn't expecting yeah. to. A couple other big teams that I thought would for sure dominate and it hasn't been as easy for them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's been interesting. Argentina's I, getting destroyed. I know, but you know what? I think Croatia is really underrated. Yes. For, I think with the quality of players they have. Yes. Um, and and they're at a good age. You know, they're not super young and inexperienced, but they're not super old, so they can't still play at a high level. 
Yeah. Um, and I people, uh huh. Go ahead. It's one thing I notice and forget because I watch like uh, the the league, the normal leagues and stuff from time to time. Mm-hmm. I don't keep up with it, right. but you do forget where some of these people come from. Oh, and, for sure. And like for, for example, one of the Modric or however you say his name, he scored yeah, a, a great goal, uh-huh. and you forget that. Oh yeah, this guy plays for one of the greatest clubs. He plays for Real Madrid, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. And and, and, and Rakitic plays on Barcelona. And Mandzukic is also. He used from, to play for Bayern, and now he's at Juventus. He's from Croatia, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he's their striker. Right. They have quite a few good guys. There's another one or two guys. Um, Ivan Perisic, who is I don't remember if he's Juventus or where he is, but he's pretty good. The, the their thing is though, they have a bunch of really quality midfielders. Yeah. You know, I feel like then there are other teams in the World Cup where it's like one or two guys are expected to carry the team. Like Messi, although Argentina has a lot of great players. Yeah, but they've never, at least in the past couple World Cups, they haven't really been competitors, you know? Are you, are you, I mean, you're right, but in the last World Cup, they were in the finals against Germany. Oh, they were? Look at yeah. me, sounded like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Didn't mean to call you out like that, but yeah, they remember, <clears throat> I think we watched the Germany game together. At my I, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, but but the way that they got there though I don't think was as dominating as Germany was for sure. No, Germany is not yeah. dominating this year though. No, that's that's true. But they're holding I've, on. They have been. And that's my team right there. I mean, especially since the USA is not in it. Mm-hmm. I've always Germany's always been a big big team in my in my opinion. Um but yeah. What do you what do you so are we going to talk about this goal? Everybody's gonna. Uh, I mean, we have purposely not even talked about this until now. That's true. So Germany was playing. um, I I just thought I had it up in front of me. Who were they playing? Sweden. Sweden. And they and it was and Sweden started off with a one zero, and then Germany Royce had a goal and it was one one, and then in the ninety fifth minute, a player uh, on the Swedish team. No, on the Swedish team fouls. Someone which caused Werner. the Timo Werner. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not the guy that did the fouling. So no, he's not the the Swedish guy fouled Timo Werner. Oh, I see, what you're team. I see what you're saying. Yeah, there was... He was running up the left wing, and uh, that Timo Werner guy is fast, man. Yes, and the, that's all the Swedish guy could do. I feel like because had right. he gone around him, they probably would have scored two. The guy's name I mean, that's is. That's how they scored the first goal. Ahead, the guy sorry. that the guy that did the foul, his name is Jimmy Dermaz, and yeah. uh, there has been a lot of a lot of people shitting on him because yep, he's uh, his parents are Turkish, and yep. uh, they uh, immigrated to Sweden. And he was, I think, he was born in Sweden, but uh, yeah. he was the one that caused the the uh, the foul because it was literally all he could mm-hmm. do. And yep. um, these soccer animals. Are give yeah. are, are like it's filling him with calling. racist tweets and stuff, and so there is right. this uh, there is this he gave a little uh, like a statement with his team behind him saying, uh, "I understand that you guys were mad, but you know you're taking it too far." And at the very end, the right. entire team in Swedish yelled, "Fuck racism!" <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Video. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "That is cool." Anyway, Jimmy Durmes, you know, I gotta I gotta give the Swedish team credit for. Uh, oh yeah. For you know the solidarity of uh, standing behind one of one of their players. I mean, 
Well, they I better. Feel like, sadly, right? <laughs> Obviously, if not, you're on a shitty soccer team. You need to. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what to do in that <laughs> scenario. I guess you're getting paid well. But, huh? but, the, but the but the sad thing is, is we've seen we've seen racism and and you know, Islamophobia and and um, you know, all sorts oh, yeah. of stuff throughout the years. You know, in Italy, um, I'm sure there's been cases in other countries too. Probably for there's been cases in where America, the World Cup is happening. There in have Russia, been yeah, you know, many cases in Russia. <clears throat> anyway, did. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Jimmy Dermaz fucked up. <laughs> that goddamn uh-huh. piece of shit. No, I'm kidding. He um, <laughs> and uh, Germany got a free kick on right outside of the box on like yep. the left side. It was pretty far on the side. Mm-hmm. And the 95th minute, this was essentially the end of the game. And right. Tony Cruz takes, well, uh, it was a little like touch by um, Royce. And Marco then he yep. set it up for Cruz. And he did one of the sickest free kicks I've seen in a long time. It, yep. This is annoying to me. Unbelievable. I can't tell you how many goals I've missed by like peeing or sneezing <laughs> or like, and I was no joke. I was peeing. Check and your phone real quick, and then they score a goal. I I was peeing, and Don texted me, and he was like, "Oh my god, did you see that?" <laughs> and uh, yes. I had to sprint to my computer and see uh, him just uh, doing his celebration in front of people to watch the replay. Right. But uh, there is, is people always like uh, people Americans always shit on soccer being slow and stuff. But to me, mm-hmm. a moment like this makes up for all the slowness that yeah. it's I, like I a chess match. Right. I've probably watched that free kick like. 14, 15, 16 times. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've watched that. There's a gif oh, of it. Same here. There's a gif of it that oh, I just yeah. watched. I've watched it on a repeat. Over and over <laughs> yep. Every time, too. I'm just grinning from ear to ear. Too. I know. I know. It's was so good. So good. Did you do you know what uh what Royce told uh Tony Cross though? They had a, if you if you rewatch it, they had like a quick, you know, a little huddle, just the two of them. And I guess, uh, and you know, I have no idea how true this is. I saw this on on Facebook, so take it or leave it. But apparently, what what Royce told him was, "Look how tall the Swedes are. We'll never get a cross in. Pass it to me, and then shoot directly into the goal." And that's what he did. That's exactly what Kroos did, and it worked. I feel like if he would have tried to cross it, those Swedish people are all like, oh yeah, yeah, feet yeah, tall. You know, I mean, they're they're huge. So and then it's gonna and then it's just gonna end up in like a a battle in the box instead of right. I mean, but that also that's it's easy to say, but also then you gotta clutch. You gotta be clutch. Like you right. just gotta and step up. Oh yeah, he delivered. I mean, they needed that. They were with a draw. They might even have not been able to come out of the group stage. Now, as long as they win. They they'll go through. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a nail biter for sure. Right. What uh what other surprises have there been so far in the World Cup in your opinion, Jared? First of all, let me say this: I'm not rooting for uh, Germany. I love Germany. Okay. I like their team, mm-hmm. but I I, I I I like the underdogs. And okay, so who's your team? Um, I I want Mexico to win real bad, real bad. Really? Okay. Yeah, because Why Mexico? they've been close a bunch. They have a great team, okay. and uh, I just like them. I like them. I, I want okay. I want them. 
Uh, also, Colombia I like a lot. I love uh, Hamas. Oh, I love Colombians. And Hamas uh, is brilliant. And they've been killing brilliant. it too. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And then who else? Those are the two ones I like. I like France too. Okay. France is not really an underdog, but um, not at all. Not at all. And the words in the words of Issa Rae. I'm rooting for everyone black, and that team is filled with black people. I actually read an article about it. Uh, There's eight of the... uh, I have the article somewhere. Where is it? Oh, no. Here it is. Um, I'm looking for the... the, So they're saying that three to four percent of the population of uh, uh, France is North African. However, okay. of the fourteen players, nine of them have North African roots. I think okay. that's kind of I like that. But I know you know what it also made me think of. It was just this whole article what? about how um, how France projects the they're 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 saying for their team is black, white, and Arab. Every you know we're we're a, a joint team. But then right. when you actually look at their you know sociology and politics, it doesn't really reflect mm. uh, as beautifully. <clears throat> but right. then it also made me well, think about. Go ahead. That's true. I f- I feel like I feel like soccer is one thing. Integrating multiple cultures in one place is a it's a whole different sport. They had a um, there was something in here about how they had to limit. Oh, I wish I could find it. See, now I'm just trying to read on the fly. But essentially, what they had to do was limit the amount of 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 like African people that they were recruiting, because okay. or else that would have just been all of them. Like they they actually right. had to ah God. See now I just feel like I'm talking out of my ass. Anyway. What it really made me think of was America's team. Because I remember last World Cup, like half of them were German. German, yeah. And Uh, we had a German coach, too. We had Jürgen Klinsmann. Who they fired Uh, for some reason. Yeah, I never understood that. I thought they did pretty well in the World Cup. I liked them. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you know about the World Cup. I want to ask you some questions. Is is that okay? Can I do that? Let's, Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Do you know when the first World Cup was? Oh man, um, probably. Well, I was gonna say forties, but then the World War was going on. And I think it happened before that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a ballpark guess and say sometime in the 1920s. 1930. Am I close. 1930. Okay. The first final mm-hmm. was Uruguay won the first World Cup four to two against okay. Argentina. Now, okay. what I found interesting uh-huh. was the semifinals. The semifinals was uh Argentina versus the USA. What really? Yeah. yeah, bro. Really? Okay. Uh weird. Do do you want to guess what the score is or you just want to tell you? USA Argentina? Yeah. And Argentina went to the finals, right? Against Europe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, they I don't know. Uh was it close or was it not close? No, it was 6 me, to 1. Me... Uh it was six to one. Oh God! Okay. And then Uruguay bad. played um, a country that doesn't even exist anymore, Yugoslavia. Really? Okay. Fair enough. And that was also six to one. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. So twelve goals scored by the two winning teams. That's the, crazy. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. And then it was four to two. Well, what was going on back then where they're just blasting all these goals off? Yeah. I don't, anyway, I don't know. Maybe uh, they. they uh, the f- I don't know. Probably has to do with the. I would imagine. Steroids. Maybe, yeah. No. Exactly. No, I don't think the steroids <laughs> started going nah, on until the sixties or seventies, right? Or fifties. I don't know exactly, but I don't. But know. I don't, I don't, I don't steroid history. Yeah, I don't know if they were doing steroids. But if they were doing steroids back then, black people still will not be playing baseball today. That's you're probably right. That's, that's <laughs> right yep. We figured out a way okay, to beat them. More, give me some more World Cup questions, Jared. Let's see if I can get one right. Well, FIFA has um, official reports going back to 1966 of every World Cup, and they break down okay. every aspect of this thing. The last okay. to the 2014 World Cup, the report is 280 pages long. Two eight zero. Wow. And they talk about everything from, you know, each team, they break down their style. They talk about mm-hmm. the referees. They talk about every single free kick that was taken, how every single goal was scored. Uh, wow, but we're not. That's uh, impressive. But, yeah. And um, some interesting compare. Where can compar- you find this info at, Jared? This is FIFA's website. Okay, nice. I'll have to do a little Googling later. How much do the winners make? The absolute winners. In in what, now? Yeah, yeah, today. How much will the now, winners make for this I, World Cup? I would guess, like, I don't know. Some. Uh, do I got to give you a number or can I give you a range? You can give me whatever you want, baby. <laughs> in these <laughs> cakes. In these cakes. All right. Then in these cakes, I'm going to say <laughs> 80 million. No, it's 35 million. I should have. I, I, now you ruined 35? it. 35? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> these 25. broke losers really make a 35 million uh but the lowest oh. amount of money you can make to even be there is um eight million dollars that's just that's for competing good. in group yeah I, I listen i'll let some people throw some racist terms at me for eight million dollars some <laughs> some <terms>. fair enough <clears throat> uh let's see some fun facts All right, wait. I got one for you, Jared. Oh, okay. This is probably way too easy, and I'm sure you'll get this one. But uh, who scored the game-winning goal in the last World Cup? Who won the last World Cup? It was 2014 in Brazil. Well, I need to know who won first. I, I can't even remember who won at the top of my head. Germany, my man. Oh. Oh, good, sir. There we go. And yep. he's not in yeah. this one. No, he's not. Speaking and of people, the guy who assisted him, Andre uh, Schurle, is also not in this World Cup squad. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh-huh. Okay. That was a good one. Who has the record for the most World Cup losses? Ooh, losses? Is it USA? No, I don't know. No, um, I don't. They probably even the made it to the World Cup enough to be. Uh... <laughs> right? Most World Cup losses. Oh man, give give me a geographical area where what region is it? The Americas. The Americas. South America or Central America? The Americas. <laughs> the, the Americas. Okay. Well, well uh, I have. No we'll do idea. Central America. Um, I, I didn't even realize how many countries that would be. It's it's a popular country. 
That's pop, really. It's not yeah, yeah. Mexico, is it? Yes, it is. Mexico has lost really? twenty five times, but they've also okay. uh, won fourteen, they won fourteen, okay. and draws fourteen. So it's not that bad. Oh, that's pretty good. Who, Who has, has the most, most titles? Wins? That's what I'm most, asking you. Well, most titles would be Brazil with five. Are you looking at that? How'd you know that? No, I know that. I, they got five stars in a jersey, man. I got a Brazil jersey in my closet. Who's number two? Number two, Germany. They have four. Because Germany's trying for their fifth this time. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, and that song. Uh, do, do you remember that song? Um, song? They had a whole song when I lived in Germany about listing all the years where they won. Oh, uh, yeah. What song is that? No, it's, I, don't, I don't even know when they won, so I can't really even pretend to sing the song. Uh, but if I knew the years. What, in 54... 1954 <laughs> That's how the song goes But you're right It is Germany However It's not just yeah. Germany Italy oh, says, Italy right. also has oh, four Italy. Okay And they're Although sadly it, Not even in this world Exactly They don't even have a chance No No they don't Which is Which is quite a bummer But this This World Cup Has really been something to watch And thankfully We're, we're coming to an end Of the group stages now And pretty soon Will be the knockout rounds Which I think will be Really oh, exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Germany having five titles, Four, do you know a... Continue. Do you know... <laughs> you're right. <laughs> a uh, German player also holds the record for most World Cup goals out of current active players, excuse me. Active players? Because yes. unactive would be Klose. Uh, yes. Is it Klose? Active... I thought it was Podolski. No, it was Klose. Okay. Because he, I remember, I remember when he scored the goal against Brazil oh, in yeah, the last it's... World Cup. That's when he overtook, I think, the original Ronaldo. Oh, the Brazilian um, one. Yeah. The original Ronaldo. Hey, I'm a big Ronaldo <laughs> fan. As in the original, I don't mind the new one. I mean, he's he's a great goal scorer. He's a good leader. I mean, he's done great for Portugal and has has been there for them when they need him. But I think in Real Madrid, he's not quite as Team oriented as a lot of other guys. Okay, that's fine. I like yeah, him, but uh, he's really okay. grown on me recently. Nice. Uh, it's Muller nice. is the uh, yep. That's is the all time all time active player. He has ten. Yep. Although he hasn't been, he hasn't scored a single goal yet. So hopefully against South Korea, he'll knock a couple in. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Um, the smallest country. Uh, participating in the World Cup by population? You should know the answer to this. This country country also has an app to make sure you're not having sex with your relatives. Oh, it's it's Iceland. I should have known that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't it Iceland? Yes. Iceland is awesome. I I really love the enthusiasm from their fans. Um, I I haven't even noticed. I haven't even noticed. Well, did you watch them at all in the in the um, Euro Cups in 2016? Because they also did really well there too. They were quite a surprise team. No, I did not. Plus half their plus half their guys look like Vikings, and I think that's badass. So another reason why why not? Uh, all right, you, know, you got me back, and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Another thing that I think is a huge part of the World Cup that I want to talk about. Okay. Is the fact that uh, they're all corrupt mofos, uh-huh. and that uh, 
almost every single World Cup is is the result of some level of corruption. There 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 have been uh, cases of jeez, uh, oh, where was that thing I was just looking at? There is a whole Wikipedia about mm-hmm. the 2022, which is going to be in Qatar World Cup yeah. controversies. Oh yeah, I've heard all about that. So you know, we could talk about the human rights, the LGBT fans, provisions inside of stadiums, roads and highways. Oh, this sounds so exciting! Right. Alcohol. <laughs> well, See, right, because you... isn't Qatar? I'm pretty sure Qatar is a dry country, isn't it? Meaning no alcohol is allowed there. Hassan Abdullah Al Thawadi, chief executive of the Qatar 2022 World Cup bid, said mm-hmm. the Muslim state would also permit alcohol consumption during this event okay interesting. so let me ask you this what does that say about these people's religion not just these people what does it say about religion in general where it's like listen we live in a country where we believe so strongly that you shouldn't drink that it's a law but you know what Mm -hmm. you know we're trying to make some money here so we'll let you guys come in and have a drink yeah that's a that's a good question i don't know i think uh well, I do I do like the fact that they are willing to uh, accommodate fans. I do got to say that. But at the same time, it, it definitely begs to ask the question, doesn't it? The, yeah. the question that you're asking. I mean, yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, though, if they didn't allow it, I feel like they could maybe even pull their World Cup bid or who knows what would happen. I mean, because you got to – I mean, well, here's another thing, too, if we're talking controversies – in the world cup, not nearly as big of a controversy, but in Russia, they have actually started to run out of beer. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't hear about that. Yeah. They've Uh, started to run out of beer. So, I mean, if they're running out of beer in Russia, I don't even know what's going to happen in Qatar when they're (laughs) having alcohol to begin with. So, um, yeah, I don't know though. It, it, you do, you do pose a very, a very deep question, Jared. Almost, almost an untranslatable one, perhaps. I'm not sure. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, all these, all these World Cup locations, for the most part, are decided by bribery, and right. there is, uh, there is a corruption investigation uh, for this one, for this 2022 World Cup, saying that at least a million dollars of bribes were taken. At least a million dollars. A million dollars is a freaking quarter to these people. It was more than a million dollars. It actually definitely was more than a million dollars because they actually mentioned some other. It was probably a million dollars. Well, obviously more, but a bunch of other perks. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Without a doubt. These are my finest Russian prostitutes. And that is my finest well, so, Russian accent. So here's so here, that was pretty fine. So here's <laughs> my question for you though, Jared. How how much did the US pay to bribe FIFA to get the World Cup in twenty twenty six? That was gonna be what I brought up next. Because oh, great minds think alike, I guess. I don't have an answer to you on that question. But are we that special that we somehow get chosen without having to pay uh, ridiculous amounts of money? I don't know. I mean I don't know. Well, see, the thing is, it's also Canada and Mexico. So uh, I don't know. Are we going to be allowed to go to Canada or Mexico in 2026? Is that even going to be an option? I mean, uh, we'll see how things go, Jared. (laughs) I'll keep you posted on that. We'll see how things go. I will keep you posted. 
that's a great question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you've got you 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 got me. Another untranslatable by Jared. That's that, that's right. Speaking of untranslatable things, um, I think it's time to uh, bust out with uh, a little joke uh, for today's podcast. Um, I hope you haven't heard this one, Jared, and uh, I hope this is a new one for our listeners as well. Um, By the way, just for the listeners out there, Chad is so excited about this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, jokes, I, jokes are great. I like jokes. You know, they're, and I'm, and I gotta tell you, uh, audience, I'm trying to keep these jokes wholesome, clean, yet also funny. So we'll see. I may have to eventually dip into the dirty jokes, but, uh, is that a threat? Then, I'm give you some wholesome <laughs> ones. Oh yeah, that is a threat. You better believe it. You're gonna get dirty jokes, and you're gonna like it. All right, All right bring so it. So you ready? You ready for my joke, Jared? I hope bring you it. This one. Here we go. What do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? One more time for the audience. What do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? Uh. And no googling, Jared. I'm not. I'm not. I'm using my wit and genius to figure this one out. A Frenchman wearing sandals. Yep. What's so his I assume. Name? Uh, what do you call him? Oh, what's his name? Or what do you call him? Yeah. Well, I assume it has something to do with Pierre. Okay, continue. I'm intrigued. Continue. Because well, PA I think is French for feet. That's your your joke's not this good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're definitely only thinking it. That's for sure. Thomas. See what yeah. I did there? Thomas. Oh, that's a good one too. That's uh, a good one. We might just have to not reveal the punchline <laughs> to the audience and stick with Thomas. Is my, mine, like, mine's better? I feel like that would be better if it was a, a, a Spanish person. Yeah, probably. What is it? Mas. Let's hear it. it What's... Is, are you ready? You sure? Yeah. You ready for sure. this big reveal? Bring it. Bring it. Philippe Falop. All right. <laughs> Philippe Falop. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> is what you is what you call French sandals. I was kind of close like with it. the Pierre and Thomas. Yeah. I was on the right. I had my you head in the right place. Track, for sure. Uh, yes, you did. That joke was not yes, as bad as I thought it would be. See, you 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 didn't even uh, have any faith in me, but uh, I don't. No, I still don't. Uh, this is gonna <laughs> be the I'll exact same. Even, <laughs> I'll bring an even better one next week. Uh, just wait. All right. So since I've told my joke, Jared, I I want to hear what your um, I I never pronounce this right. Iggy Kai, if you could. No, well, no, First no. off, if if you wouldn't mind uh, explaining to the audience right. what it is, and then uh, let us know who your person is. I was listening to a podcast a long time ago, and he mentioned, Pete Holmes mentioned, uh, something called Ikigai, I-K-I-G-I-I-G-A-I, I-K-I-G-A-I. That's Japanese, apparently, for reason for being. It's some okay. hippie shit. but Some good shit, though. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty negative person in general. I like to uh, remind myself of some of the good things in life, and so every now and again, I like to write down a little Ikigai for myself. Nice. And my one for today is not just the World Cup, but it is World Cup based. There's something about the World Cup that I really enjoy, and it's okay. it's my ability to be lazy. The World okay. Cup is great because it 
it's one of those things where I can sit in my uh, home for hours on end on a Saturday and feel like I accomplished something. And I think there is something to doing nothing. However, I'm not good at it. I can't just sit there and do nothing. And so I appreciate it. I, I think that the World Cup's fun, but for me, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more than that. It, it gives me a chance to slow down okay. and remember, the, and, and, I, and, and just enjoy the world, as stupid as that sounds. Dude, I love watching um, like, this, like when they show cutaways to the crowd. That's one of my favorite parts, mm-hmm. especially because oh, yeah. uh, the women are gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, something for sure. This there might be something wrong with me, but there was something seriously enjoyable about what. See, now I don't want to say this anymore. There was something seriously enjoyable about <laughs> watching those Swedish women cry when uh, they lost. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh my god! Uh, Coming in hot there, Jared. Oh my that's god! That's my guy for the funny. week. No, I Swedish women that's, cry. Oh, no, man. that's not my guy. But uh, I do. I, I just I did brought that up because it, it did kind of make me laugh when I saw it happen. But I did I do seriously enjoy watching the crowds. You see like like all these like people with their uh, like I, like there's this one picture of like this Japanese guy next to a guy from Senegal just cheering in, in arm in arm and shit. And I'm like, yes, we right? need more of this in life. Soccer for sure brings people together. I think soccer, like music among other things, are definitely um, things that can communicate and connect cross culturally. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, even when I, I played soccer and I um, when I lived in Germany, we would travel to other countries and play against other international schools. And um, it, it, you get a little taste of that because you have to like host up with a random family in some other country. And it's yeah. like this is this is how people live in Belgium. OK, I'm going to mm-hmm. go back to Germany now. Right. But yeah, that's my guy. The World Cup and how it brings everyone together and allows me to be lazy. That's pretty great right there. It's hard to beat that. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. Well, to all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, enjoy our podcast. And we will be bringing a new exciting episode to you guys very soon. So hang tight. And uh, and let me add this. Mm-hmm. Please, if you would like to email us, email us at the un translatable podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at untranslatable number one untranslatable one and right now we literally have zero followers i just made this twitter account i'll tweet i listen i'm hilarious i (laughs) often am thinking of things to tweet and i just don't do it because uh i'm like no one cares no one has to care about this but if people follow this twitter account i will know you care and I'll tweet. That's right. And I'll make your day. That is right. Yes, he will. He continuously will make my day. That's for sure. We thank you all. And uh, feel free to drop us a note, a comment, a line, whatever the young hip kids say nowadays Rate, on Twitter. review, subscribe, slide thank into them DMs. DMs. That's right. All up in them DMs. Thank you all. And we will talk to you soon.